Jesus said, I am the way. His disciples said, no way. Jesus said, Yahweh. <laughs> Don't clap for that. I'm going to clap for that one. You know? Was a, you know, see, that was hope and faith in the arts right there. That's it was, what it, we're it, all it, about. Comedy. Comedy is an art. <laughs> it's an art form. Yeah. Let's move away from lies and fears. Perhaps it's time to leave. Uh, I feel like our subscribers—they're <laughs> like they're like arch <laughs> Like we're done. <laughs> hey, we really like Shattercast, but not that John guy. <laughs> um, speaking of which, my name is John. Hey, hello, John. and welcome to this week's episode of Shattercast. Uh, I am here with uh, some usuals people you guys should recognize: my wife Hannah, my friend Derek, my other friend Joel, and we are here today to talk about uh, the topic of faith in gaming. Woo-hoo. And what all that entails. So we're going to be talking about sharing your faith while playing games, faith-based games, uh, and and more. So Derek, why don't you tell me a little bit about a convention you were at a little while ago called Dice Tower Con? Sure. So um, here in Florida, they have a convention, Dice Tower Con. Uh, it's where a bunch of people come to play board games and hang out and a bunch of fun stuff. Um, t- last year, 2018, uh, my friend Jeff and I got permission to help run a faith and gaming panel. So we're like, hey, there's a bunch of people here. Some of them might be Christians, but great to just talk about what does faith and gaming look like. Uh, so we were able to host that panel. It was a lot of fun, a great turnout. And just a lot of people came out to give feedback. And one couple we even heard was like, hey, we're Christians. We didn't even think about like using gaming to share our faith. And what does that even look like? So we had some great discussions. Uh, this year, 2019, uh, it was really cool because uh, since then, we were able to start a Faith and Gaming Facebook group. So that's been growing. So that's been really fun just the interaction there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we had a bunch of people come out like, hey, I can lead devotions. I can do this. I can demo a game or whatever. So it was great to see. You guys had prayer every morning of the convention, we had, right? yeah, yeah, we had a devotion every prayer or devotion every morning. Um, so that was really cool. Just a great way to start off the day. Um, and we had uh, devotions. Uh, at the convention, there's actually a worship service over Sunday. So that's oh. all really cool. Uh, so we were part of that. And then we were able to, again, host the panel after that, just talking again about faith and gaming. And um, so we just wanted to talk around as a table, like, what does that look like? Um, uh, I think a lot of people are realizing that uh, games are fun. Uh, games are a great way that you can build community. And just as Christians, we want to step into that space, uh, be respectful of that, but see, hey, is there a way that we can uh, get to know people, really hear their stories, and have the opportunity to share uh, stories ourselves? So, um, yeah, what do you guys think about this idea of faith in gaming? And, and what do you think? Um, how can it be done well? How can it be done poorly that we should you know, avoid? Yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, it's like I, I believe that God wants to be involved in all parts of our life. And I believe mm. that, there, that there is the joy of the Lord, that God likes joy and peace. And a bunch of times when he walked the earth, when Jesus walked the earth, then they shared a bunch of meals together, like him and the 12 disciples, and also him and people who did not believe, and him and people who were in sin, and those who came to mock him. He's, he like ate a lot, and he just had this communal experience. Like experience 
moments with people, and that's what games are about. I think it's about the commu- like it's about the community you build, and mm-hmm. I think for the sake of this podcast, and we're more referring to kind of games that you'll play like on the table top, or that you you know or or, or like you play kind of face to face because mm-hmm. there are obviously games that you may play just by like yourself. But what, but mm-hmm. like what makes the game fun is like we sit around here and we get to laugh and we get to love and we get to share just our lives. And mm-hmm. the Lord, I believe, loves to get involved in that kind of stuff. And, and I think that the way to do this right is to invite people in and to have people say that it's all right to be yourself or to laugh a little bit or step out. I mean, and especially if like you're playing like. D and D or like a role playing game to really help someone get out of their shell. So someone who maybe someone who who loves arts and they love you know all sorts of creative things, but they don't know how to express themselves. So when they get to take on a role of someone that's not them, that almost helps them get out of their shell a little bit. Yeah. And then from that bond that you make, um, it it's it, it, it's like the middle 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 ground to really share truth and love and grace and. You know, it's awesome that you got a chance to actually pray before and actually really get into speaking about God. Because I think one of my things is like when I went to full sale to go to school and then I then I, I, I met these guys and this girl and once a week for like the next like four and a half years and we played D and D once a week and they did not believe in God at all. But it but slowly in that process, then I'm going to share my faith and really start to talk to them. And, you know, it's just that seed sowing. But even though we did not agree in, in, in like what we be, be like lived in, we still had a great bond and a great friendship that we would not have had if there was not games. Yeah. And a way that it could go bad is if you're so concerned about trying to win that you lose sight that God cares more about the p- people here than a- anything that we ever achieve or that anything that we win because he's there for the... <laughs> For his kids, <laughs> yeah. you know, for his kids, and then those who will soon be his kids when they believe. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the way to do it, do it do it right is to invite people in and to let them share and to let them be themselves. And the way to do it wrong is to make it all about you. And then now everyone dislikes you because <laughs> I didn't win. Yeah, the yeah I can't win. And yeah. you know, well, you make a good point yeah, that, yeah. Um, and and Derek, you had you had written this in some of our pre production notes that. Uh, the right to share our faith is earned through a relationship with the person, right? So like Jesus fed the 5,000. He didn't just preach to them. Um, And I think that that is a model that we are supposed to not just preach the gospel. Yes, we are supposed to do that. That's the great commission. It's in Matthew in two different places. Like we are supposed to go into the world and preach the gospel. But Christ also shows us that we are supposed to meet people's earthly physical needs. Um, because he did that. Every time he preached, he was healing people, their physical body, this this temporal body that we're not going to have forever. He took the time to heal it because he there was value in that and in serving people. And when when he preached to the 5,000, he fed them first. Um, and so uh, meeting those those practical needs, those, those just physical ways to show people um, that you care about them is so important. It builds that relationship, builds the trust so that you can share your faith in a way that uh, is is good. Um, in uh, what is it? First Peter uh, chapter three, starting in verse ten, uh, fifteen, um, it says, "But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, 
to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do that, uh, sorry, but, but do this uh, with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Do this in gentleness and respect. So when people wonder, why are you so happy? Where's this joy from? Like, like you know, you, you lost, but you're smiling. You know, what, what is going on here? You, you're not like the other people that I've gamed with. Be prepared to give an answer, but give that answer in a gentle way, in a respectful way, um, which I think uh, is really important for us to hear as Christians. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, role-playing games and, and D&D, and uh, so we've, we've done a segment about how Classic WoW launches August of 2019. Um, I'm putting together uh, this guild, and we've got like 40 people on our Discord server. It's, it's really taken off, and we're getting ready for, for the game to launch. And in that conversation, all, all of the officers, so I'm, I'm in charge of the guild, and all mm. of the officers, we put our, our like a bio out there for people to get to know us. And I mentioned, yeah, I'm a pastor. I'm getting ready to plant a church in Central Florida. And one of the guys in voice chat later that night was talking to me. He was like, so you're a pastor who plays D&D. That, that doesn't make sense to me. Let's talk about it. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm talking with someone who is, like goes around the world you know, for, for their job. They travel all the time. And we would not have otherwise met except for our love of this World of Warcraft MMO. Um, and he's like, oh, you play D and D and you're a pastor and that doesn't fit with what I've seen Christians to be. And so he, he just wanted to get to know that. And, and there are people in the guild who are, who are atheists and, and we've had even in the last few days, such good conversations because there's this mutual love of this game that brought us together. And then through that, like they're already starting to realize like not every Christian fits whatever the mold might be that they grew up with, the, the thing that, that rubbed them the wrong way. And it's, it's really encouraging to me. In my own personal experience, um, you know, faith in gaming is it's not just a way to connect with non-believers, but it's also been like a blessing to me because I know that there are a lot of Christians out there that are socially awkward, don't like the large crowd of a church or have been burned by the church, but they still believe in God and they don't like going to church. And I know it's been hard some in the past sometimes for John and I to just connect with people, like just go to a church and like start talking to people and we don't uh, open up that easily. But we got part of a small group simply because someone invited us over to play games and we wanted to play games with them. And then that's how we started developing relationships within this community of believers and, and stepping out of our comfort zone in that way. And we were all Christians, but it, it helped John and I as we walked in, in that and starting to become part of a church again. Yeah. That small group is the only reason that like we're all here recording this podcast, actually, because <laughs> that small group is what introduced me to Jeff. You mentioned him earlier. You went to Dice Tower Con with mm -hmm. him. And Jeff is the reason I know you. And I the only reason I know all these guys is because I know you. And so it's like, you know, uh, that that moment of reaching out and building relationships with other believers through our love of gaming and, and board games um, birthed something like this. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool to see uh, it is true that God does care about every aspect of our life. Um, a few years ago, uh, some, some things happened in my life and I, I got into like a really dark place that I didn't get out of for a couple of years. 
Um, it was, it was, it was really bad. I'm not going to share the whole like 10 minute story, but it was, uh, that's for another time, but it was, it was a really dark time. It was a really bad, uh, bad place that I was in. And I got out of it, not in like this one-off miraculous event where I was weeping on the floor in my room and Jesus showed up in front of me, but that Jesus showed up in front of me day after day after day through the people that were in my life that I met with every week sitting around a table playing games and just goofing off with, that those people were more Christ to me than like half the people I ever meet in a church. Um, and I, and I, it's not to say that the church is bad or the people in the church that I was at were bad, but that having those intentional, intimate relationships with other people that were built around the, the table playing games is what allowed those relationships to deepen to a place where I could be receiving healing um, from, from those relationships. And so, um, you know, faith in, in gaming, it doesn't just, like, like she's saying, it doesn't just mean it's a way to reach the lost, but it's also a way to come alongside each other, oh, to yeah. edify each other, to strengthen one another. Um, and they're, they're both just amazing things. I wouldn't think that playing like the Fallout board game or playing uh, Betrayal or Catan or whatever um, would ever be like leading to like a deep theological discussion. But like I said, like I'm running a guild for WoW and people are are hitting me up on voice chat because I'm a pastor who plays D&D &D and they're just like, it, it blows their mind. And it's cool, the conversations you can have uh, when you have a common interest. A couple of thoughts that you guys said that really stuck out to me. Uh, John, you're talking about just Jesus wants us to meet the physical needs of people. I think one need we all have is for community. Yeah. And I remember when I stopped by Dice Tower last year, 2018, um, just everyone was so nice and friendly and warm. And like just the sense of community was amazing. And in my mind, I was like, hey, this is what um, I love the church, but this is what more churches need, like the sense of community. And, and I think games are again, a great way, as you mentioned, Hannah, to break the ice, you know, yep. to, you can have a small group that games, you can um, host a game in your house, like a gaming group, you know, invite people over that hospitality and just saying, hey, I, I want to open my home just so you have a safe place where you can come and hang out. And one of the cool things uh, this year at Dice Tower, we have people share just their experiences of, you know, hosting games and, and how that's led to spiritual conversations. Um, no, they mean some of my friends love to do every week we go to a gaming store and we just hang out with people. Some of those people are my, you know, great friends there. And and some have been hurt by the church, some have been misunderstood by the church. And so we feel it's incarnational ministry. It's you know, God coming down to minister to us. We go to the gaming store just to hang out and like, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, and I love you. <laughs> Let's talk, you know. And you do earn that right to speak into our lives. And I think the second thing is um, God gives us freedom, um, and God gives us convictions. And, and I had a great friend, um, at Dice Tower, there's a guy who wanted her to play this game that he made and it featured like a Ouija board. And she was like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. And the reason she said it was so respectful. She was like, Hey, I, I love Jesus. And, and I don't think that would just honor him. And he took that well <laughs> because he knows her heart. And she had earned that re that response to be able to say, Hey, I'm uncomfortable with that aspect, but do you mind if I maybe watch or do you mind if I do this or that? Um, and just the way she was able to handle that was, I thought, amazing. And, and so different Christians have different values about what they can play and cannot play. And that's totally cool. <laughs> I think that's what, you know, we should do. And, and we should do a whole segment about like D&D &D and stuff like that. Because there, there's reasons 
the church doesn't always like that. There's reasons that that can be used, I think, positively. Uh, we can explore that as well. Um, but again, I think faith in gaming opens another avenue, another opportunity um, to get to know people, which can then lead to us learning their stories and sharing ours as well. Yeah, and to me, it's like we have these pe people who tend to fall, I guess, I guess, you know, whatever, nerds or whatever term you want to use, I guess it doesn't really matter, but they're people who like to game and they, they have that bring. And this may, be, most of them, you know, just from like the buddies I met, whatever, and then even myself for many years, when they step out to play these games, this is like the only time that, that they leave their home. It's like, it's like the one thing that they do that's not in their alone time, you know? It's like yeah. the one thing. And if we as a church do not step out to them, then the, they are just lambs being led to the slaughter because there's no one spreading the light inside that community. There's no one. And we hear about these crew like Sades and like the third world and we hear about all these things, but we have this, we have millions of pe people that meet every week that are just surrounded by so much deception and loss and loneliness. And if we as a church say, oh, those like games, they're all about sin and death, whatever. And then we say no, then how do we reach these people when they have all of their needs met in, in like term, terms of food and in terms of water and in terms of a roof over their head? But what they don't have is the saving grace of Jesus. Yeah. And at the end of the day, then of course that like stuff does matter, like the food and all that, but it's the soul that trumps even that, you know? And if we just meet only one half of those needs, but then we forget about the soul, then these people, they die and they go to hell. <laughs> and that's what the word says. And it's a scary and it's a life or death. So us saying that I'm going to put aside my own perspective on what about these things is good and bad. And I'm going to step in there just to save or to just build up life and love into these people, whether, whether or not that they, that they ever say yes to the Lord. To, at one point in their life, the hope and the prayer is, is that when they're alone in their room or whatever, they're taking a shower or, or like they're about to go to bed, then they'll think back and say, wow, like I really saw Jesus move in that person. And I really saw the life and the peace and the, and the truth and the grace that he expounded or that she expounded unto me. And even the word says like that we're the fragrance of Christ to those who are living and those who are dying dying you know so like christ moves through us and if we say no to this community then we're saying no to all those millions of people that will never step out of the church home because mm -hmm. they've been burned or be it to them I, many, many many of these people fall on uh the non-belief side just because of the different stuff that they watch and that kind of you know, says that <laughs> there is no God or whatever. And they kind of have this mindset ingrained in it and they don't know any other way because there's no one took the time to say, I'm going to meet you where you are. The same way that Christ came and met us where we are. And the same way that Christ meets with the pimps and meets with the drug dealers and meets with the prostitutes and meets with the worst of the worst, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's my little spiel about this whole thing. So it's a good spiel. Uh, it reminded me, I really liked that. Um, and, and one of the first things that you said, uh, talking about needs that people have, I, I wrote it down because I just, I agree with it so much that community is one of those needs. And it's so true. We were created to be relational beings. When, when God created Adam and Eve in the garden, what did he do? He walked with them. 
he didn't he didn't stand there, you know, like like this, you know, people people give him all different kinds of monikers, like, you know, like an angry kid on an anthill with a magnifying glass or whatever. Like he's this this malevolent sort of sort of deity out there just pulling strings from, you know, cackling in the dark. And um, but but he created us so that he could walk with us because he is a relational being and he wanted us for relationship, not just to be subservient to his will and, and, and only ever, you know, daring to look at him, you know, when we're in heaven. Um, but he created us to walk with us shoulder to shoulder. And, and just because we're not in the garden doesn't mean that our need to walk shoulder to shoulder with him and with others is gone. Um, and so what we get out of this, and I think it's, it's the thing that we're all circling around is this love of gaming is an opportunity to enter into community with other people believers and non-believers alike people that we may see get saved or we may just plant the seed in them to let them see that hey not all christians are blank whatever their blank is because everyone's blank is different about how they perceive christians but it, it doesn't have to always be that thing um and we have an opportunity to show that love of christ in in uh philemon uh verses eight and nine there's only one chapter so uh, it says, therefore, although in Christ, I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do. Yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. Hmm. And so it's just time. And again, we see that like, yes, we have the right to act a certain way. We've, we've earned it. He, he has the authority to do so, but he'd really rather just appeal on the basis of love. And so we have this opportunity to be relational, to, to show people God's love in a, in a gentle and respectful way, in a way that, that is honest, I think, to, yeah. to the gospel. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap up? I have one. I, I think also games are fun. Uh, and they're just what? fun to hang out with people and have what? a good time. <laughs> what? what? Play for what fun? Is this? Heresy. <laughs> I never play for fun. Um, I, I, I mentioned that. Ser- I, mentioned- <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that seriously because because games are fun and games can be engaging, they're also a great way to engage with people, have a good time, but also share the gospel. Um, yeah. A lot of Christians have hobbies. And uh, one of my favorite passages, First Peter 4, 10 and 12, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it says, whatever you're good at doing, do it for God's glory and to serve other people. And so when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell kids, if you like skateboarding, that's totally cool with me. Find a way to share love with someone else through that. Maybe teach someone else how to skateboard. Maybe... Um, get some of your skateboarding friends, invite them to a church service, whatever it is, find a way to connect your faith to that. If you love to play games, that's awesome. Hey, enjoy that hobby. And if you're a Christian, hey, I think we're called by God to use that hobby to help other people. Um, and then the other second thing is that there's some cool people out there trying to use games to share faith in new ways. And, and whenever we're doing that, we always try to get over the cheesiness of <laughs> the possibilities of that. There's some cool stuff that's actually coming out. Um, there's ministry has a, a thing called Solarium, and you just pick pictures and, and just say, yeah. hey, this is how I feel about my spiritual life. This is how I feel about my life right now. Mm-hmm. And it can be a great conversation starter. And we were able to demo a game called Deliverance that this guy's making. Really great art, really great story, uh, just really cool things. And, and, you know, we're in contact with him. Uh, Shatter, we have a few gaming ideas ourselves of how we can use games, again, to share hope and faith. Um, and so I think gaming is something that's fun, something that's engaging, something that builds community, and something that we can use um, 
in a good way to even share some good principles as well. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I think that is a better final statement than I could make. Um, and I think it, it wraps everything up uh, quite nicely. Thank you, Derek, Joel, Hannah. Thank you, thank you. for being here. Whichever camera, I'm going to look at both and make <laughs> it a nightmare for the editing team. Ha ha. <laughs> we love you guys. Love your faces. You're beautiful. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's move away from lies and fears. Perhaps it's time to leave.